back at the game. Whew. It's been a while. It's been a quite while. a while. Yes. But I must say, we are happy to be back. We're happy to be talking to the fans around the globe. Yes. And anywhere that aliens are listening. In another episode of the Average Jays podcast, I am Jay Justin Ruiz. And I am Jay Jeremy Francois. This is going to be a, a big, fat episode. <laughs> this is going to be a big, fat, chunky, double-stuffed Jorio. So, for all you new listeners, thank you. Thank you for listening to us. And you can always join us live every Tuesday. Don't think I'm an idiot. I know today's Wednesday. We had to move it for some conflicts, and we started late. But regardless, every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, over on twitch.tv slash theaveragejays. Uh, you can be in there, be in the chat, interact. Typically, after shows, we do about an an extra half hour to 45 minutes of interaction with viewers. We call that segment J&J After Dark. But this time around, because it is a double-stuffed Jorio, we will be doing an exclusive Andor spoiler cast directly after the recording of this show. So once we end like the actual episode, we're going to go right into that. And if you're already on the stream, you're going to be... You're going to be blessed with a whole other hour of J&J content way before everyone else gets it. Facts. So, starting it off on the docket, we have some things to break down. So, as always, we're going to start off with some world news, then get into the weekly wrap, and then move on to TV, movies, video games. Big thing, uh, this is going to be our only piece of like world news. Continuing the Elon Musk saga. This saga. The epic that is Elon Musk. Actually, I have a second thing to talk about after after this. No, I'm, I'm with it. I'm down. Also pertaining to Elon. But Tesla has revealed its latest humanoid robot called Optimus. We're waiting for it. Now, why this thing exists? I don't know. To do menial tasks, uh, like kill us. <laughs> yeah. It's, and don't get me wrong, it's very rough. It is one of the more humanoid robots that we've seen to date. It has the same feature, like features and frame of a human. It's obviously very robotic in its movements. It's not super fluid, even near some of the Boston dynamic stuff we've seen. Oh, yeah. already come out but this is supposed to be a commercially viable helper robot so it's kind of scary yeah in their in their conference they showed one robot one of their i guess basic i don't know if it was the same one or it was a recording but it was working at a facility wherever they were working it working it Employing it, whatever it is. This, this is this is when it comes into like, is it a he she kind of a thing? Yeah, like, is it sentient? Are they employed? Yeah, like, <laughs> do they get taxed? Like, do they get taxed? Do, do they get benefits? Anyway, but like, what I thought that was pretty cool 
at some point it's going to be wireless, but you can see that still, they still, they're still tethered because they're yeah. getting their juice from somewhere. It's picking up, it's picking up little boxes and moving it. I think it's doing mailing stuff because that's, remember from, I know Boston Dynamics or, or a different company was saying they're not going to be able to pick up a human body. So no, they're going to, not do, yet. Like, yeah, not yet, but they're going to, uh, do mail stuff. Uh, in the video, they were, one of them was just watering a plant. What I found really cool, it's, it, I hate that I think it's cool, but seeing through the eyes of the robot, anything that is color coded. So I think any flora is pink. So it knows that it's a plant and it needs to be watered. So it picks up the watering, little water tank and it just waters the plant. At least it cares for life for now. I mean, for now, for plants, let's not say life because you remember when they unveiled that, uh, it was like a head. It was like a robotic head a couple oh, years yeah. ago. And the first thing it said was like, it's going to kill humanity. Yeah. Yeah. So we just can't plug that. We can't plug that head to the internet. If it did, no. if it does, they didn't. That's watch, an iRobot situation. They, they, that or they didn't even watch Ultron. Like once it gets yeah. into the internet, it's like. That's it. It's over it, just needs, it just needs a, a, a Wi-Fi from Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> destroyed the world. <laughs> just to gain access to everything. Um, but the other piece of Big Daddy Elon news is it was confirmed that he's going to buy Twitter. After yeah, all these that. legal battles and all that, a uh, deal was finally reached, I believe, for $44 billion was the amount. That's, yeah, that's just chump change. Billion with a B? Yeah. Like That doesn't sound normal to you? That's just that's chump change. I mean, I guess, right? That was stupid of me. Yeah, 45, that is, that 44 is, billion. It's so ridiculous. To buy It's like it's fake. It's like fake numbers and stuff. It's yeah, to us, to us uh, mortals on the demigods planes, yeah, it's fake money. But to them it's just they're they're just living their life like it's a monopoly game. They just got unlimited paper. Yeah, one of them is one of them is the bank and they're just giving money under the table. I just, I don't understand how it's happening, but it is. Hopefully, I don't, I don't even know. We, Elon we is going to be. We, we watched him semi grow up, quote unquote, grow up in the last couple of years when it comes to his uh, career. And he is becoming a villain. We're seeing, this is the origin story of the villain. Until He's he going to be the bad guy that runs the mega corporation that does everything in the cyberpunk Actually, future. I don't think he's going to be the bad guy. I think he's going to be a bad guy for a short amount of time. I think his creations will become the bad guy. Like, does that yeah. make sense? It's kind of like, well, yeah, it's kind of like iRobot, where the guy, we find out, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen iRobot, um, the guy's been dead the whole time. And well, he wasn't dead the whole time. He was dead, like, for parts of the bad stuff. But he helped cover up the other things. No, I'm talking about the guy, uh, the... Oh, the, like the, the maker, the scientist. Yeah, the yeah, maker, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he created. But, like, there were times that, in the beginning of the movie, you think he's alive, but then when they the camera, yeah. like, pans over, it's like we see it's the hologram. Um, I think that's going to be Elon. He's going to be like, oh, I realized I, it was too late. And I, I realized too late after they kept me prisoner. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, uh, well, we just have a combination of iRobot slash Skynet. That is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's scary. 
Hey. Anyway, it I'm just happy that we're able to record this saga of Elon Musk. You heard it here first. Yeah, um, we've been we've been tracking Elon for almost a full ten years yes, of our show. We, yeah, yeah. Like Elon Musk has been one of the things that has just been consistently making headlines in the past year. We've been we've yeah. been tracking it. He's he's like he's like our our Trump, where like the Daily Show uh, had Trump <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, like, that's how they make their news. Yeah, that's he's our Trump. <laughs> so, yeah, so Elon Musk co- coming to a robot near you. <laughs> moving, moving into the weekly wrap. Jay, what have you been watching, been reading, or playing? Uh, so I haven't been playing anything. So I'll just get that off the, the boat. What? Boat? Yeah, the boat. Um, but just drowning, in the water, just titaning it, straight iceberg, dead ahead. I watched, I finished Sandman. Great. Mm-hmm. I think people should check it out. That's a show I don't want to get canceled. Mm-hmm. From people that are fans of... It's Con- on Netflix, so it, it, it might. Unfortunately, that's why I said it, too. I, I hope it doesn't. I should start watching oh, The Ring of Power, because I watched the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes of it, but now there's more to it. Uh, I yeah. should give a stack up. But it's just like, I've heard that it starts slow, so it's mm-hmm. a little hard to like stay with it, so I have to stay on it. But so I finished Sandman, that was really good. People, if you're listening, go watch it. What else? What else? What else? Watching Game of Thrones, you haven't started that at all or anything? No, oh, yeah, because you're finishing Game of Thrones with the misses. Um, I'm just gonna say this last episode, it, it was good. I remember texting Andrea the other day, uh, or maybe yesterday. I know back in the olden days, and now I'm talking when I say olden days, I mean our reality, not Game of Thrones reality. In the olden mm-hmm. days, high mo- monarchs did the ancestral stuff to keep yes. the blood pure, which yes. we know that happened. But for someone like George R. R. Martin to bring that to the book medium and then now the TV medium, it's like, mm-hmm. how can someone just? keep writing those things and just making it happen like okay not to get into spoiler territory the two one of the two main characters is an uncle and a niece and they love each other like it's nothing like it's just a normal thing and look and i get it back then it was a normal thing now it's taboo which is crazy because that's in recent time that's a recent thing that you shouldn't be doing stuff with your family and it's like uh, so watch it the show was good it's just when they, they even show like the sex scene and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we don't need to get into it. But then yeah. you did have I see your point. a brother and sister in Game of Thrones, which is a hundred years or a hundred and change. So that's still a thing that happens. But at least in that world, we know it's taboo. Yeah. But there was like a normal thing. Cause like, for example, uh, there was a point where there were rumors where uh, the uncle and niece did something and then the king of the the girl uh i'm forgetting their names because it's not like john snow like it's burnt yeah. yeah so they're all like if it's in yeah i think her name was like Rhaenyra or something like that i could you know i could be butchered. Okay. but yeah so the king is like you shouldn't be doing that you can't do that i'm the king i'm she's the king's daughter and then he goes and says something he's like yeah but we used to do that back in the day he's like but that was a different time and i'm like what you mean <laughs> So what were you doing when we were your kids? But anyway, 
the show is good. Um, if stuff like that, for those listening, stuff like that skews you up, definitely don't watch it. No. If and it, and again, there that's why there is uh, TV ratings. Like if that's gonna bother you. Don't watch it. Don't boycott it either. It's, it's not your show. It's not your show. Just don't watch it. I feel like that's a very good distinction there. Yeah. If something's not for you, you don't necessarily have to scream it to the heavens and to anyone who's listening. That's not for you. Yeah. This is being said by two guys that run a podcast and give you their opinions on stuff. But just don't do that. You know, people yeah. create things, and if it's not for you, there's no need to bash it. Yeah. I just we'll take criticism. Speak, yeah, speak speak your piece by not giving it the time of day. Because that's how things get canceled and stuff, right? Like we were just talking about Netflix. If Netflix doesn't hit, like Netflix shows, they don't hit a, sp- a particular number, they go away forever. And we've seen yeah. that a billion times. Yeah. So if shows are not for you, don't add to the numbers. That is true. You know? All you're, continue, all you're doing is like, uh, a hater's going to hate, but you're still giving them love. So. Yeah, yeah, you're still giving them fuel, and you're still talking about it, and bringing it to the to the news feeds and yeah. upfront to others by giving it more, I guess, kind of like clicks and stuff. Like yeah. no matter what, if you're talking about it with algorithms and stuff now, it is being attributed to the models of those shows. Right? People are going to see it if they align with certain aspects they're going to see what you're saying about it and some people and it's been me once in a while if somebody's so vehemently against something i'll be like maybe i need to check this out and see for myself so you could be adding to a problem that you want to you know see go away so think before you talk lesson learned today we told you're going to learn stuff in in this show you know 80 show save your planet what else? So yeah, I'm watching that. Uh, we still got our She-Hulks. Uh, yep. Uh, we got Endor, which we'll talk about later. But I honestly, I haven't been doing too much lately. It's been busy, especially like mm-hmm. since we like missed a couple of days or yeah. was it a week? Oh, it's a week. Like, yeah, we haven't missed a week. Yeah, it's just uh, things are happening. But when it comes to like me doing stuff, I, you know what it is? Still working on my my writing. Comic. Yeah. One more issue to go. Um, I think people are gonna like this fourth one when it becomes a thing um i've been working on just to like get away from the rap i'm gonna just say what i'm doing in this Mm -hmm. part of the segment i've just been focusing on like what are gonna be the covers like that gets me excited like i was like oh this is gonna be variants and stuff yeah i was like this is gonna gonna be i already have the covers i know what the covers are gonna be they're Mm -hmm. just homages to everything that i like like one of them is gonna be a homage to like one piece which is the first cover um, you saw one of them, and I'm not gonna say it here because you gotta buy it. All you gotta go buy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's like a couple variant covers um, that are out there that mm-hmm. I'm like thinking of. Uh, one of them is a Steven Universe like nod, which I like. I love the the art style for one of the like volume the DVD volume is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, I, like sometimes I'll be on the train to work and I'm just like editing like pictures. It's just. It's just horrible to look at, but I just know where everything's going to be. Yeah. A little little sneak peek for the listeners. There's a future episode. That's all I'm going to say. Don't know what that means. No one knows what that means. But uh, I'm just excited. Also, is the scavenger hunt thing is still... I was going to mention that at the end, but yes, unclean. the One Piece still exists. The One Piece is out there. So 
if you want it, you know, like Gold Roger says, go get it. <laughs> go get it. Go to our bio. Listen to the other episodes. There is very clear cut rules to go and win this. It's all on my page. Um, all the, and I think there is a post on our, our average J's page as well. There's so many cool people. If you get the one preferences, there's a lot of road pony glyphs. <laughs> Literally the one, one person. All you got to do is, is, is do it. It's super it's, easy. It's like ready player one. Yeah. Like if, if you know that reference. And the clues are nowhere near that hard. Then, yeah, the clues are not hard. I think the first one is. There's just steps, like, to doing it. Yes. But it's not a crazy thing to do. Yeah, it's all, you have the answer. It's, it's like an yeah. open book test. <laughs> you yes. get, get the copy and just go through and it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yes, the One Piece is still out there. So I, you know what's funny? Um, so I'm basically done with my rap, but I just want to end by saying mm-hmm. if 10 years go by and it's still out there, I'll be proud of myself. Because I'm just like, I, I, I would like to say I, I hope I'm like, you know, somewhat world-renowned. Like I'm mm-hmm. getting, my books are making money, like it's getting fans. But if people are purchasing that prologue, they're still mm-hmm. sifting through it, trying to figure it out. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> you you created an actual physical one piece. There we go. There we go. And they have to come to our body. To buy the gum gum. So Yeah. I may just change the phrase just because. Just Maybe to mess with people every, be like, oh that's year, the old phrase. Yeah, every one year anniversary oh not one year. Every anniversary I'm gonna just change the phrase. I'm gonna be like update new, okay. uh, new I, I'm down with that. That's cool. So just to get people hyped. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. And if, if it continues, if we hit a year, mm-hmm. I'll add stuff to the one piece. To the prize? Yeah. So oh, it'll just yes. keep growing. Yes. So now it's a thing. You, he- you heard it here first. You heard it, you heard it here I'm, first. I'm going to snip this out and post that. If it hits a year, I will add to the one piece. So every so year now, new things. So now here's the, here's the thing. Do you wait for it to collect? Like, do you wait for it to build with things that could possibly be prologues or first editions to other things that we do going further? Do you wait for it to build or do you cash out immediately? Yeah. Because who knows if we're, if we're going to do another one of these scavenger hunts later on. I mean, I'm assuming we will, but who knows? This will be our, our, this is dope. Wow. I'm committing right now. If we hit a year, I will add, and I'll add, it won't just be one thing. I'll do the same amount. Like I'll add like four things to yeah. what Jay has put out. And maybe we one day, one year, we just throw an iPhone just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. If, if we get enough money and stuff, maybe we start adding some like really, really big things. I, I want it to grow with the show. And as we continue, if things get added, there will be more steps. That will oh, be yeah, added as well. It's, we're not going to make it that. Yeah, it can't gonna, be that easy. Yeah. But the, the choice is yours. Are you going to cash in now when it's easy? Or are you going to wait to get even more stuff? Or free? Well, basically free. The, there is a slight buy-in, but it's a couple bucks. Yeah. And it's to support your favorite show in the world. But yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to that now. If we if we if we make it a year there, we'll get more instructions and you'll the the pot will get bigger. One piece will continue to grow. There we go. You heard it here first, guys. Uh but yeah, I think when it comes to the rap, I am not playing anything. Yeah, that's it. What about you? Okay, cool. So for me, what have I been watching? I've been keeping up with She Hulk. I know we have another episode. Tomorrow, yes. Today is Andor. Tomorrow is yeah. Today was. I didn't see today's episode of Andor. I didn't see today's episode. We'll talk about the first four um, episodes. But tomorrow, I'm sure I'll watch Andor and uh, She Hulk. But yeah, I've I've watched the four, the first four of Andor. Um, I watched Parks since we last spoke. I finished Parks and Rec and then restarted it and got almost halfway. Like literally, last episode, then flipped all the way back. I always need a sitcom just in the back. And most of the time, I'm not even watching it. It's yeah. really just to help me focus on things. So I actually went away from that. And now I have The Simpsons going on in the back. So I started from episode oh, one. Years of it. Oh. I've watched it all before. Yeah, yes, you did. You did. We spoke about yeah, it. Yeah, I've watched it all. And now they just put up the 33rd season. So now at the end of it, there will be an extra season for me to watch. That'll be new. That's a good feeling. It's like, imagine like, the actual One Piece show ends, and then it's like, damn. But when you actually rewatch it again, but then there's like more. Yeah, there's like more for you to, to look into. Yeah. So we're watching that. No reading. Playing. I played through, and I think I spoke about this last time. I played through um, Spider Man again, yes. right after Ghost of Tsushima. I finished it. Nice. And I actually, I finally picked up Spider-Man Miles Morales oh, and yeah. played through that. How's this? Yo, the soundtrack though, right? Dude, not even the soundtrack, the story. I mean, the soundtrack oh, was fantastic. Oh, yeah, like I'm talking about something so like offhand where like, yeah, gameplay, story, that's all amazing. But like even just the soundtrack was beautiful. The score, just like while you're swinging the, the music that plays, it's so nice. Some and of that, yeah. I, like there's things that I didn't think needed to be iterated on from the original Spider-Man game, but they did. Yeah, and it was for the better. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, they improved things I didn't even think needed to be improved. Like one thing that stuck out a lot, and I think it works really well with Miles Morales as a character, is the trick system that they have now. Like there's like. Before it was just up, down, left, and right, and yeah. now it's like all nine points right yeah. on the axis or whatever, yeah. and you can switch. And when you switch, they go into new tricks. There's so many different tricks that you can do while swinging, and then the little nuances of his swings because he's he's brand new, so he doesn't have the full on stability or balance that Peter has, and you yeah. see it. Yeah, it's not as clear cut like as it's not. There's no precision. It's not like a precision knife. Yeah. He's but when he swings, it's almost almost haphazard, but spider like still, because yeah. his his body kind of takes over his swinging. It's very like free form. It's yes, like, it's not as calculated as Peter Parker's swing. With Miles Morales, it's a little more free form. There is a little more rhythm to it. He's younger, so there's more of this like levity when he mm-hmm. does stuff. Because you could tell there's this kind of like maybe a sense of invincibility. Yeah. Like he's just ha- like you said, haphazardly doing things. Mm-hmm. 
that like regular Spider-Man that's been on the job for eight or nine years wouldn't do because he knows better. Yeah. So I enjoyed that though. I was not expecting, I had no, I guess, bar for this game. Yeah. Yeah. I waited two years. I finally got it and, and played it. I had no expectations. Just assuming things were going to be a little bit better, maybe a higher like gloss on some stuff. I thought it looked fantastic. Even mm-hmm. I have it on the PS4. It looked amazing. And it even looked, and playing it back to back from uh, Spider-Man to Miles Morales, just the textures and stuff in the cutscenes, and even during gameplay, all of that was really up-resed. And it, you can see yeah. there's a clear difference. They did work on, they did go hard on that too. Because I remember they, uh, it even came out as a, exclusive for ps5 as well so like you yeah. know they upped it um the cool thing too is like maybe a year in a year since it's been out they there was like an article of how they found like uh you know how coders decode yeah. games stuff. they found like i guess code residue of miles Morales gameplay or story inside of the oh, in, yeah so it's like that. it was and we already knew this it was meant to be an add-on but then it was like it was so big that it it was almost its own game, but then short enough to not be its own game. So that's why the cost was a little, it was less. So I thought that was pretty dope that we yeah. just knew it was about to be a thing. But, you know. Like it's worth the $40 tag. Oh yeah. You know, it, at the time. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can't praise it enough. There are some drawbacks. I didn't love that. There weren't any real new villains besides the main one, the main villain being the tinkerer. Besides yeah. that, they kind of, and I get it, they use the same engine, they use the same layout, and it's the same game, they just made tweaks to it, because it's not like they're going to rebuild New York and all that. They definitely put some more love into certain areas, and you can see that there is a clear yeah. difference in some sections of New York from base game to Miles Morales. Especially Uptown. Well, yeah. Uptown, upstate. they put a, a lot of love into it. I and in, in Harlem, they yeah. put a lot of love, and you can see it. Washington High um, yeah we don't exist i just i was i was a little upset because i felt like there were some places for it to kind of expand the spider-man universe and they didn't like like i Hmm. said you know you have your gangs and stuff and the crimes that happen yeah there was a cool i won't give too too many spoilers or anything if you do all the training missions you get a cool like homage to one of Peter's villains, and that was fun. I enjoyed okay. that. But throughout the game, there's a side mission where you find out somebody is running stuff from the prison, from Raft. Mm. Like there's a, a, a big boss running some crime. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then at the end, you find out it's Kingpin. And I was like, oh, he was doing that in the first game. Like I felt like that was a big letdown for me. I thought that was really dumb. I was like, you could have. I would have accepted any, literally any, even if it was Doc Ock, if uh, somehow that he was doing stuff. Yeah, like, what, was, what was his name? Uh, not Tombstone. Uh, uh, you're talking Tombstone. about Hammerhead? Yeah, well, Hammerhead was... Hammerhead was a DLC in the last game. It was a DLC, so yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. It just, I wish that there was more, because they could have expanded it, and they chose not to. And yeah. that's what I was kind of upset about. But then again... Uh, you have to give it some fault where it's like it is technically the first game so they were just yeah, playing like, in the realm because if they had they had the opportunity to expand but it's like they were just coming off it was kind of like a 
a little offshoot of the first game. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed the additions of the, some of the newer characters, like uh, Tinkerer, Prowler makes an appearance yeah. um, throughout the game. I enjoyed those, and I enjoyed Insomniac's take on them. They yeah. breathed a lot of new life into these characters because if you're a fan, you kind of know how things are going, but Insomniac was able to keep certain elements the same while giving you a new story and surprising you with what's actually going to happen. Mm. Right. They also, you know, you had Rhino and then you fought like an upgraded version of Rhino later. I just felt like there was too much that they took from the old game. I feel like if they would have just, okay, they could have kept Rhino in there and literally if they would have changed that Kingpin thing, I would have been fine. If it was Mm. any other villain, even if it was a, a niche Miles Morales villain that we don't really know too much about. Or it could have been a villain from like Peter's beginning. Peter's rogue rogue gallery. Yeah, that he's like forgotten about and then when he finally gets found out, he'll be like, oh, you're not the Spider-Man I know. Like there's little things where I felt like it kind of dropped short. Okay, well no, I, I get what you're saying on that. But overall, it's a Spider-Man game. It stays true to the Spider-Man fandom. Like everything you love about Spider-Man is in this. The neighborhood aspect was fantastic. I absolutely love that he is literally a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And throughout the story, Harlem kind of accepts him more and more. And you see it even in the NPCs. Did you like the homage to like the with the girl? Because it was part of like some missions when she just paints. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yep. not Miles Morales, but Spider-Man's Miles Morales on the wall. I thought that was pretty dope. And yeah. I believe there was a Black Lives Matter homage as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So and, I you know, I, I enjoyed that they clearly went very grassroots with it in regards to Uptown Harlem and giving it its own distinct qualities. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Same. I, I liked the costumes. I felt like some of them were a little too samey and they could have really dug in and, and did some more stuff. But Hopefully for the next, well, when Spider-Man 2 comes out, which when Spider-Man I 2 yeah. for, um, I hope it has some nods or rem- something reminiscent of the Spider-Men, the, the original, not the sequel. That would be pretty dope. But the only difference is that they actually know each other. It's not like yeah. Peter Parker and Miles don't know each other. I, I feel like that's where it's going to go. I feel like it has to go that way because yeah. like there'll be certain there'll probably be certain aspects of the game where you play as Peter, then some where you play as Miles. Kind of like uh, GTA 5. Yeah, and then maybe New Game Plus you can play through it as whichever one you want. Yeah. You know, we, we have nods to Venom. You know, that was the end credit scene oh, that, from the very yeah. first one. We get another end credit scene from this one that kind of furthers that little plot along. Uh, it doesn't do too much. Here's a little J-verse. What if they decided you, you know, we have Venom because Venom is a little popular with, and specifically Sony uh, entertainment yeah. movies. Now that mm-hmm. he's like kind of like an anti-hero in a sense, what if like New Game Plus is you can play as Venom, but the anti-hero storyline? I can see that as a DLC. A DLC, yes. Yeah, I don't know if they would put it in base game, but I can see it as a DLC, and I can see you traversing Manhattan and all that as but Venom. way different than yeah, and it'll be a different wow. like move set and all that. Or I can see them, if they really wanted to to dig in, I can see them doing a Miles Morales game, right? But for Venom. I can see that happening with the way that they're setting things up. Yes, yes. I see what you're saying. 
Um, but yeah, they don't like us and they don't, they should be hiring us. That's we're giving them the easy money. Easy money. So that was my biggest thing. My biggest takeaway. Absolutely loved it. The storyline was out of this world. I didn't think it was going to, I thought it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be as good as the yeah. first Spider-Man game. Even little but, things where they make nuances to our, our or non nuances, uh, commentary to our reality. They weren't specifically cops, but they were like the, the bad guys, like the foot soldiers mm-hmm. when they're on the bridge and they're like, stop, freeze. And then you see like, he's clearly his suit is ripped and then you see his black skin and then you see them with, the, it's like a very, it's a commentary to like having the guns yeah. pointed at a black kid and it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, he just saved the entire bridge. But again, they're not cops, but obviously you can make, you can add two and two yeah. together. But yeah. Yeah, there are, there are some nods to the racial aspects of everything. It's yeah. not up front, which yeah, I love. it's not heavy handed and it doesn't happen yeah. like every story he's doing. But exactly. It, stuck. But it, but it is a real part of it and it, and it is touched on. And the story, the ending, it very much mirrors Spider-Man stories that we've all seen and read about forever. You know, we've seen this exact story and it plays out way differently Two different characters. And it is just like a classic kind of like hero villain story. And I think they, they pulled it off fantastic. And the last, both Spider-Man games did this thing where you forget you're playing a game. At least it was for me. You forget yeah. you're playing a game and you feel like Spider-Man in universe. The ending sequence of Miles Morales, I felt like I was saving my hometown. Yeah, I felt right. like I was saving Harlem. And there's something to be said about that. You know, even just like the small stuff, uh, you know, I'm Puerto Rican as well. And walking through the apartment in some yeah, of those, that, like, little... Yeah, was great. It's like, you do these little... Uh, like walking sim, walking sim areas. Really yeah. cool. I think yeah, it speaks to the games that do that. Like specific, the both Spider-Man games, the uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I I felt this more in Horizon One than Two because mm-hmm. you had the stakes were high because you were trying to protect your I guess yeah. quote unquote hometown. Um, you feel that you forget you're in the game, but you're like I'm really trying. Like as many times as you die, you're like no, I got to come back and put yeah. that. 25 cents back in and keep doing this. And and these games, all the games you've mentioned, you know, I've played as well, except for the Horizon 2. Mm-hmm. All of these games do a perfect job in making you want to stay in the world. So many times where I wanted to be like, oh, you know what, that's it. And like a crime happens and I'm like, oh, well, I'm Spider-Man. I that is stop true. This. Yeah. Like when a crime happens, I never leave. I always finish it. And I'm like, all right. When I feel I'm done and there's no like, tracker saying there's a robbery happening yeah. like, oh man i gotta go handle this where you feel like the the responsibility is there it it, it even though yeah. it's repetitive people you can complain about it but i'm like that's literally new york. i enjoyed it no, I, no, and like, yeah that's and I, it's that's new, york. new york crime happens it's not like it's it's that's the game even though it's literally the same sequence you know the the jumping on the car and pressing the, it's still the yep. same but you still gotta stop it and like there was times where like I was going after like a collectible, right? Mm-hmm. And a crime would pop up, and I was like, right, like crime was two hundred meters away, collectible was fifty meters, and I'd be like, ah, let me go stop this crime because I would almost feel bad 
that I was yeah. getting something stupid versus helping people in this virtual world. That's why it takes so long to get to the story arc. It did such a great job at making you feel like Spider-Man. It did such a great job with homages and, I mean, homages to original storylines as well as breathing life, new life into these characters, villains, storylines, all of it. So well done. Honestly, I have like little nitpicks. Like I said, with like Kingpin, I just wish it was a different villain. But then other things more than made up for it, like the the Prowler storyline and the very end after gameplay, like, and I'm not even talking a new game plus, when you are done with the main story and all that, and now it's time to free roam and clean up if you have anything to clean up, there's more game. Yeah. There's a new set of, there's a new collectible that unlocks, and it's not like a lot, but it's something to do. And that, that made me tear up. I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't think a post-game element would affect me the way that it did. And it really did. Because the first time you get, when you first get the the first one and you start to hear the message, I was like, I I got teary-eyed as if I was Miles and living through what was happening. So, fantastic. I know I'm, I'm super late to the show, but Miles Morales... Go check it out if you haven't. It holds up. At least up. you're there. It's like, you know what it is? I'm happy that you, because you're kind of, you're finding this time. Like, I, I guess we're almost done with this segment, but you're finding this yeah. time where you're killing the guy. Like, you did God of War. Like, it's like, finally, bro. Like, yeah, because like, I wish I had some more to say, but I'm like, I've already felt what you're feeling now, but it's better that you talk about those things because like, these are, it's, it's fresh in your brain and your hands, I guess. You did God of War. Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2. Like, no, dude, I, I've been done God of War. I did God of War when it came out. What are you talking about? What was oh, I, did I, last, I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking of Last of Us 2. That was more recent. I did Last of Us 2, and well, then I did... Uh, not Horizon. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. And but then was, I played... I think through, was another game. I don't know. Then I guess it I was... I think good. so. I think it yeah. started with Last of Us 2, because when I finally turned back on my PlayStation after months, I was like, oh, this is on here. So I played it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I went to Ghost of Tsushima, and then I did Spider Man for a while, and then I did uh, okay, gotcha. Morales. Okay, I just felt like there was another game. So and then, eh. I haven't really touched my Wii. You I have a game Wii. that I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not my Wii, my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I was making, I was making a crude joke, but then yes, but, I didn't even realize I yeah. said that. Like, um, and I went with the joke as if like yeah. it was. Back in 2008 when we had that. <laughs> right? um, but I haven't touched my Switch. I have a game that I've been playing. It's called uh, Indivisible. Sounds familiar. Really cool. It's a... It's not turn-based. I guess it kind of is. It's almost like a turn-based RPG. Um, you know, you walk around throughout the world and stuff. Your Your father died and you're trying to avenge him. And you find out that you have powers. It takes place all within the like. It's kind of like a Hindi culture almost. So it takes place like in India, but like a fantastical version. And you play as this guy's daughter. You find out you have powers. And as you go through. Oh, yeah. As you go through different worlds and stuff, you, you see that there's some portions of like the Hindu religion 
where they like they pulled inspiration from. The the art is it, indivisible. Indivisible. The and it's 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 cheap. I got it on sale for like seven bucks, but I think the regular price is like fifteen or sixteen. It's an indie game, but there's a lot of meat to it. It's it's a long it's a long game. Yeah. It has like this Final Fantasy type deal yeah, where you go through the overworld, you get a, a cast of teammates, um, and you build relationships as you go. Uh, it's it's turn based, but it's not like a locked in turn based, like a Pokemon type deal. It's it's closer to Final Fantasy where you like can keep Final attacking. Fantasy 10 and 10, yeah, like Final you, Fantasy ten and thirteen. Like you can keep attacking as long as you have like stamina. There was like a but time you, a meter. Yeah, once you run out of stamina, then the other guys can attack you until your stamina comes back up, and then you can do attacks. They have special finishers. Like um, each one of the characters are so radically different, and they have their own thing to bring to the team. You can really build a team however you like. Got it. And like I said, the animation is stellar. It looks like a like an anime, like a, yeah. like a like a Shoujin Jump anime that you would watch. Like it, it's so good. It's like that hand drawn out art style. But that's a fun game. Check it out if if you can. Indie games are always good. One thing I hate about indie games, and it's not a bad thing, really. It's just like, oh, this is cool. Buy it. Never play it. Oh, this is cool. Buy it. Never play it. Last time <laughs> because I a lot of them are, are cheap, right? Like They're, they're not like that $60 price tag. Yeah. They're cheap, and then like, or they go on sale. Very like, yeah. I'm not buying an indie game for like two bucks. And it's like, mm-hmm. it has a lot of meat. Like, it has a lot of gigabyte meats, if that, if that makes yeah. sense. And I'm like, I'm going to buy yeah. it. Some of, like, this game easily, I've sunk. 20 hours into it already not even and happy. i don't even i don't even know where i am in the story like yeah. stuff just keeps happening i think i'm like a quarter of the way through Yeesh. because you have like there's like four main areas and then you get to like the big bad yeah and i've i've only done one wow i'm i i've done part of a second but then i realized i couldn't continue so i had to go back to another one so I'm going through that. I'm towards the end of that one, but then I have to go do the other two again. So I'm like maybe thirty three percent, like thirty three and a third gotcha. of the way through. But there's a lot to it, and it's it's really fun, and it's a different type of gameplay that I like. And I also have Live Alive Chilling. Oh yeah, that's right. You did get that for for whenever I decide yeah. to play I'm it not, when I'm, I'm done. I'm not buying that yet because I got to spend money on other things. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's it for for my weekly wrap. Oh, I just wanted to throw in I am rewatching uh Jackie Chan Adventures because I found out it was Ooh, on nice. uh, Amazon Prime and I was like because so the reason I'm being so yeah. I've been trying to get into while I was writing, I'm trying to think of Men in Black. Men in Black, the animated series is on Crackle for those who are interested oh, cool. in watching it. It's just Crackle's uh I guess app both apple well, like you yes it's horrible um because mm-hmm. there's no way for me to search for it men in black unless i'm on my phone i have to play it and then it just auto plays that sucks and then i i just love i remember the opening so i just play it through and through and i was like you know what I, I, I remember looking up shows like you know i was reminiscing back and i was mm-hmm. telling Daddy about my old days but i'll do that off the record <laughs> um but yeah and then i saw i was like jackie chance on prime and I, I was like, wait, I had this saved. I was like, I have all three seasons saved <laughs> on here. I just never. So I'm rewatching it. I watched, I just finished like 
episode three. Just nice. Started recording. That's so. great to know because I'll probably watch. I'll probably yeah. go through that. Oh, I, and I'll just throw this in there. Metabots also in there <laughs> on Amazon Prime. I remember. Well, where's Fighting Foodons, bro? I don't care about Metabots. Oh, Fighting Foodons is probably on Crackle because I know Monster Rancher is on there. Remember Monster Rancher? Oh, I only saw like an episode or two of Monster. I Rancher. saw like an episode or two, but I always remember the opening. That opening is fire. You don't remember? I don't even remember. Oh, nope. After this, you're going to go take a listen. It's so <laughs> okay. good. But it's there. All right. <laughs> so talking about TV shows, we're going to move into TV and movies. Yes. We have a... I don't know how else to say this. It's not a bad thing. It's a bittersweet. But we kinda, it's bittersweet. We have a casualty to the voiceover world. The person is still alive, but he has stepped back from voicing his iconic role. James Earl Jones has officially retired his beautiful vocal nodules. His deep, loving, yet stern. Pristine vocal If you got the Lion King reference, he was loving and stern in in, uh, Star Wars, so. (laughs) Anyway, he has retired retired from the role of Darth Vader. Yes. I, you know, he hasn't voiced it in each iteration. Yeah, there are certain times he doesn't do it because it's just yeah. like a recording. But like, I know he did it for Rogue One and yep. I believe Obi Wan. I think he did. Uh, yeah, he did do it for Obi Wan. Yeah, but now he has officially stepped back from it. Uh, he is getting really old, so I have to imagine that might be part of it. Yeah, Black don't crack. He's probably like but, fifteen. I'm exactly grossly. Um, but yeah. He's gotta be uh, like 80. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm his voice, like, you know, sometimes it, it's one of the strongest he's had that voice for so long, it's like it never mm-hmm. broke. And nope. and I'm happy and not that I'm happy I'm re- retire he's retiring his voice, but I think he does need a break. Like I it's not like he's lending his voice around. Like one of the most recent mm-hmm. that I can think of outside of Star Wars is Lion King when he did it the live action. Yeah, when he did a live action. Other than that, and he, I don't think he does any acting in general. Like it's no. been a, last time I saw him in person acting. Could have been like a Broadway thing, maybe. Maybe, yeah, it might have been on stage. Because I know he did Fences when it was uh, in theater, like Fences? on the stage. Yeah, oh, remember on the stage on the stage. I yeah, was like, I like in the movies. Denzel Washington did the the movie version, but when it was on stage, he he played the father. Oh, he played that, okay. But the only movie I can think of is Deep Pull. Oh, was it even that? It no, I'm wrong. I was gonna say Johnson Family Vacation with Cedric the Entertainer, but I'm wrong. It's not. It is the movie with Martin Lawrence when he plays like a radio host that goes back to his hometown. James R. Jones is his dad. I don't remember the name of that movie, but all right, like so Roscoe's. I'm going to use our. I'm going to use our technology. And yeah, do that. So he's 91. Jeez. Um, Damn, he's almost as old as the Queen. Let's not put any juju out there. We're gonna. Yeah, no. But that was the last time I remember seeing him in a movie. Was that one with Martin Lawrence back in like I think. 2008, 2009 time frame. Yeah. So I'm just going to look up 
film. Just I'm gonna keep it simple and just look up film and TV. So the last thing he did. Oh wait, coming to America. Oh, like, he was in the in the sequel. I didn't watch it, but he was in it. Okay. It was not. It was. It was okay. Nothing crazy. All right, and then TV series. Let's just fast forward. He was. Oh yeah, we said Obi Wan. Before that, he was in Agent X. It was 2015. So he's not like he's not showing what the oh, hell that is. Here's one that I remember. Uh, I de- he was, and I remember watching it. Uh, Big Bang Theory. He played himself. I don't know if you remember that. If you ever watched, Big um, Bang no, Theory. I, I never watched Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he played himself because um, someone was like, "Hey, like I like Star Wars." He's like, "Oh, you're just one of them nerds that just show up and ask about Star Wars stuff." And then he goes, "I love Star Wars." And then he- <laughs> And he goes into it, but then he's like, he's like, not crazy. He's almost like, almost a crazy old man. He's like fanatical. Yeah. Like he just goes and he's like, yeah, we're going to go to the sauna. He's just in a sauna chilling. But yeah, I remember that was, I enjoyed those episodes with him. So it's called, I found the movie. It's called Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. And James Earl Jones plays his dad. Cedric Cedric the Entertainer plays his brother. That's why I was getting wires crossed there. Got it. So that was the thing. And it came out 2008. Woo! Oh, that is a And he was old then. Jeez, 91. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He's old. Um, next one up, Violet Night. Yes. So Did Netflix is... Trailer? I saw stills. I didn't see the full trailer or anything. Netflix's next holiday it. movie... Is Violent Night starring, oh, what's his name? I got you right now. It is. Um, and it's I don't believe it's Netflix. It's just coming out in theaters. No, I thought it was Netflix. David, David Harbour. Uh, David Harbour. Stranger Things fans. Yeah, uh, uh, distributed by Universal Pictures. Oh, okay. Uh, I sent it, so I sent it to, so for those, uh, listen, we do, me, Justin, and our mutual friends, our bestest friends from Iona College, uh, I'm sorry, Iona University. Uh, we I sent it because Justin had this thing back in the day where he would just revamp stories. One of the most famous before Hollywood stole it from our mind brains or his mind brain, Dora the Explorer. They made it more dramatic and crazy, almost Uncharted-like. But um, and Winnie the Pooh was another dark one that he uh, he did a lot. You did a lot of. I did. Pictures. I did a decent amount of little like. I, so back in college, I would just randomly pitch, like, and it would just come out of nowhere. Like, I would just randomly, in the, we'd be sitting on lunch, and you would just say these. Things. I would just randomly pitch a revamped, off the top of my head, randomly pitch a revamped version of like a classic, like series. Like I did one for Winnie the Pooh. I did one that my, my the one that I actually put a lot of work into, and I actually typed up like a rough draft was. Um, yeah. Dora the Explorer, yeah. and it even included Bob the Builder as Vincent D'Onofrio at one point. Um, it that, was it was a big effort. <laughs> no, but you know what's cool though? It's like hopefully one day, and it'll be a minute. So, like you know, how, like the Winnie the Pooh the property was available for someone to just make this. Well, oh, yeah, now it's um it's public the copyright. Has, yeah, it's public. Whatever. So, like now, public domain. Public. Yes, that's the word. Um, if Dora ever gets into that realm, which it would 
it would, it would but it would be a long time. It would be a long time. And, you know, you can do it. It will still be available for you to do. Um, and I actually like that idea. But we digress. So David Harbour is playing Santa Claus. But, okay, yeah. I'll just tell you the, the premise in very short words or a short sentence. Short sentence. So Violent Night is basically what if Santa Claus was John McClane? That's, <laughs> that's basically it. And this is like that's cool fantastic. It's not, it's not Santa Claus like from the mall. This is the Santa Claus that delivers the presents uh, in one night. Um, which I my my question after seeing this trailer is like, look, it's not winning any Oscars, but I'm here to have fun and watch this movie. And it's David Harbour, like he pulls a badass Santa when you when you get the chance to watch the trailer. My question to this is, do the presents get delivered? Because he's in one place. They have to. Like. They have to, and it's gonna make it even funnier. And that's what I'm. I want to see how it's delivered. I want to see the yeah. delivery. I want to see the third act. And then your boy, um, John Leguizamo. Can you say it for me? John Leguizamo. Thank you. He is the bad guy. He is. No way. That's yeah. fantastic. So I love to see Johnny getting uh getting some work. Get his hands with. dirty. Yeah. But it's just very crass. It's it's thing. It's just a it's just a badass Santa. He drinks. He's on the roof at one of the in one of the trailer scenes, and he steps on like uh, reindeer poop, and he's like, "Prancer, was that you?" And then Prancer just like puts his head down. And he's like, Argh. "It's just it's really cool. Um, it's corny too because if he he goes, oh, these guys are my naughty list.' And then like there's the girl who's like the heart of the the movie. Like she seems so adorable." Because um, there was a gift that the dad gave her. was like, you could talk to Santa anytime. But at that point in the movie, assuming it's the beginning of the movie, they don't know Santa's real. Yeah. So it's like, you can talk to Santa and ask for whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. But then like he picks it up and starts talking into it. I was like, that's so plain. <laughs> and it is a Christmas movie. Yes. Die uh, Hard, everyone's favorite Christmas movie. If you don't think it's a Christmas coming movie, out, you're wrong. It is being released. I think it's being shown in Comic-Con in two days. Ooh, that's fun. But, and its release date will be December 2nd. Nice. Just in time. Yeah. Just, for, just in time for the actual violent night. I'm going to the theaters to see that. Oh, it's that's, it's going to be a fun time. It's definitely a good popcorn flick. And David Harvey is always good in those kinds of roles. It's been a while since I went to a movie that I know it's not going to win Oscars. Like, actually go to the theaters yeah. and then enjoy it and be excited to go see it. It's been, a, like, a, I could say that it's been a long time. Like, I know if, like, I'm going to see Black Panther. I'm going to see mm -hmm. Black Adam. I am going to see, or I already saw, like, we saw the Spider-Man. Like, we know we're going to go see them. And it's going to be good. But this... This is just to to nurture the child inside. Yeah, like, like it's just it's so it's such a fun movie. And like I know there was a lot of love and passion went to it. Like it's yeah. not like freaking Scream Five type thing. You know? It's the same thing that we're that we feel with like um, Weird Al. Like when we finally yeah, like, go see weird, that, like it's for that just too. for pure fun. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. So moving on from that, really quickly, I just want to shout out Hocus Pocus Two did come out. I watched it. What do you um, think? I don't really care for that series. I know I know a lot of people love it. I would suggest if you're looking to watch Hocus Pocus 2, watch Hocus Pocus 1. And then that's it, right? And that's it. That's yeah. what I heard. So, 
It's not terrible. Nostalgia mostly? Or what? Uh, like, this movie is 10 years too late. Okay. The, the actresses have aged a little bit past, like, what would be acceptable for their characters, and it's yeah, a little. I was going to say they're witches, so they do they. I don't know. I'm asking. They're not supposed you. to age. Yeah. Okay. They're not supposed to, but they do, and it's noticeable, gotcha. especially with like, not really for Bette Midler, to be honest. She she looks almost similar. You can tell she's aged a little bit, but it's not a big deal. The one where it really sticks out, and it's because it was like a defining character trait, is um. Oh my god, what the hell is her name? From Sex and the City. Yeah, her. I know who you're talking about. She's the skinny one. No. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. No. It's, that's not her name. I got you right now. <sighs> Sarah Jessica Parker. So you that see one. it see it in her. You see it in her face. Like she has she her face is aged and yeah, her whole character was like the ditzy blonde who's like um into boys and very like overtly flirtatious and that aspect is really lost now with this uh with the sequel you know some things were like corny some things made it feel more like whereas hocus pocus was a movie in the movie theaters it was made to be a movie right this felt a little bit more like a disney channel original movie in terms of production there's some set pieces where I look at it and I'm like, oh, dude, that's like a freaking green screen. Yeah. Or like, there's there's a thing there that's just like painted. Like, like the moon, and there's, a, there's portions in this forest where the moon does not move and it's huge and it's like near the ground. It is so blatantly like a set piece. Like, you could tell like they're in a studio. They have like the fake trees around and then they have a background thing. But it's like, that's what, and that, like not to get, you know, beat the dead horse with this. If I'm, if I'm saying that correctly, why do a sequel like this? I know this was, this, this had a special place. The original movie has a special place in many people's hearts. Didn't care for the movie. Didn't, it doesn't attract me, but I know how, how much it felt for a lot of people. Why touch something like this? It's always the question we ask. Why touch such a staple? in America's hearts. Like that's like doing Beetlejuice again. Like you how dare you? One of the things was like it opens up in a musical number and I was like, oof. Like was there a musical number in the original? There was, but it's in the middle of the movie and it makes sense. So like their whole thing is in order to stay young they have to like suck the life out of kids. Right? Okay. So they take the souls from children, and that's what keeps them young. So in the town, in the first one, there's like a party in like the mayor's house, some politician. I don't remember what it was, but there's like a party in the middle of the town, the small town, and all the parents end up going there. So what they do is, you know, there's like a live band. The witches get up on stage, and then they start like, doing an incantation and they start doing a spell to get these parents to kind of like stay there. And then it turns into like a little musical number and it's good. It fits into the movie correctly. 
But man, oh man, they starts out with a musical number with the witches, and I was like, oh. And then I, I really enjoyed beyond the little musical number in the beginning. They kind of turn the clock back, and you see them when they're young kids, and it kind of gives you a little more backstory to what happened before they got resurrected in the first movie. And I enjoyed that. That was probably the best part of the movie. Okay. And then later on, they recreate that freaking other song number from the first one where they get on stage. They do it again, literally almost the same exact thing. And then now there's like a huge dance number and there's like a flash mob involved. And I was like, none of this makes sense. Like, so yeah, seeing this, uh, their, their record, whatever, for compared one to two, surprisingly, two by Rotten Tomatoes aggregator did better than part one. But I, I think, can't imagine that. But the thing is, I think because the first one is like a one, it's kind of like we had this conversation before. It's like Space Jam. Space yeah. Jam was not, again, not winning any Oscars, but it was still a special place for a lot of people. And now I'm seeing people online that are older that are talking about this they're like it's not the same but then maybe it's for the it's for the it's probably for the kids that now that saw pocus pocus and then saw this and they might actually like this yeah and it's true it could be a generational thing but i have to say the overall production feels less yeah if if it it just feels like a it feels like if this was to come out back in the 90s this was a straight to dvd sequel or straight to vhs sequel yeah. And you could tell, like, when companies do sequels like this, and you could tell there's, like, a slash in the budget, or maybe the money doesn't go as far anymore. Like, you could tell they probably spent most of their money getting these actresses back to play the witches. Yeah, that's where it went. And I really enjoyed, actually, they there's a book, there's, like, a spell book that they used. Um, it was a big character in the first one. It's a character, again, it's silent, but it's, the spell book itself is kind of alive. It has an eye. Yeah. It's called book. And it's magical and all that. I enjoyed how they portrayed it in both movies. In this movie, I liked it again. I think they did really good CGI work with the eye. They made it look a little more realistic. And the overall book itself looks good. You can tell that there's a lot of practical practical effects used with it. Yeah. But, you know, beyond that, there's just some stuff that's just like a little unforgivable. Some of the acting is over the top and very much like a TV movie. And this is the same kind of criticism that I seem to to be repeating, I guess, when it comes to the Disney Plus originals. Like the movies in particular. Like Pinocchio, it was the same deal. You could tell the budget went to Tom Hanks. And then there's musical numbers that didn't need to be in there. There's certain, like, CGI aspects that are just really, really poor. I wonder why that is too, because like I know, again, it's treating people like their property, but it basically or specifically actors. Yeah, because like you got A listers that are. I have to imagine it's just like they're cashing in on the name. Yeah, because it gets people to watch it. Yeah, Focus Focus One. It is a cult classic, and it's a cult classic for a reason. Yeah, but. This this other one was just a real big disappointment in my eyes. And then at the end, they do the classic thing of like, there's an after credit scene because there always needs to be one now. There's an after credit scene, and guess what? It sets up for another one, and it's like, Oy, at the end of and the thing being is, there's like 
they get uh, the original witches get kind of like resurrected again. They, you know, they find a MacGuffin to resurrect them. Yeah. And it's these new, like, teenagers that are, like, everyone in the town likes Halloween and they're into it because it's, it's Salem and has to do with witches and all that stuff. So everyone's really into Halloween. So these girls are into kind of like the witchcraft thing and they find this MacGuffin and they're like, oh, let's, let's light it or whatever. And they light it and the witches come back. And at the end, you find out there, there is a second version of that MacGuffin hiding somewhere. Okay. And it's like, you thought there was only one, but there's a second one. And it's like, it sounds like they're just doing a uh, whole cruxes here. Like it's Harry yeah, Potter. And it's like, okay. So if you use that again, at the end of this movie, it seemed like they, like the witches very much like went away, like yeah. disintegrated almost. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so can they come back again? It was, it was, this movie just didn't need to happen. And it, it, like it even within the story itself, within the universe that they made, it didn't need to happen because like there's no real consequence or or anything to all these actions. Yeah. So it was I don't know it was really weird. That's a but that's a letdown. It, it's a letdown. I would give it a six. There are elements that I enjoyed. It, it was it's cool. If you are a fan of the first one, I suggest. If you really want to watch it, go for it, but then watch the first one to cleanse your palate after. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. But moving on to some more spoopy <laughs> news, we got, I think, the minimal amount of news possible in order yeah. to call it news. Yeah. So, famed animator, movie maker, superhero creator, Todd McFarlane has been working on a Spawn movie for the better part of two decades. And finally, the other day, he he put out and he was like, hey, we have some more news coming. Because we haven't heard from him in a couple, probably like in two, three years. They had announced that that Jamie Foxx was attached to the project. And then the project kind of like stopped getting updates. Yeah. And now we finally got a new update. And all it was was to say that they got a writer. Yeah, well, it, it was more. It's a little more than that. So, uh, the basically they're getting rising scribes that he described it like writing, uh, rising stars when it comes to writing. Yeah. They got the writer who wrote Joker. I, I I read it, but I don't remember the names right now. I'm just going off the top of my head. So they got the writers for for that uh, from from the Joker, the, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Right. Yes, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I was like, is there another Joker movie? <laughs> but yes, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. This is true. Uh, by Todd, uh, what's his name? Todd Phillips? Yeah, Todd Phillips. And uh, the creator slash writer for Cap uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, who is also penning the Captain America 4 movie. And in the article, he was saying, they were asking, like, hey, so, like, why are you, he's not going to direct it anymore. Because he's like, mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm going to have a list production, like, you know, writers, uh, cinematographer, uh, and all these things, he's like, why not just have a a list director? Yeah. So I would have been, I would have been, it would have been dope to have him direct. But look, if he's going to be producing and putting his hand into it, then I'm still, I'm fully uh, behind it. Because I would like to trust a seasoned director to do it. And it's under the Bloomhouse uh, umbrella. So it's like we know we're going to get low budget, but giving us high quality 
yeah. non-crazy CGI stuff. Because it, it could be done. Like we did what did we do it with? It was Joker. It was another movie that was recently Oh, Batman. Also, didn't cost that much. A lot of practical effects, and we got a great movie. So that was his news. He did what else did he say? I think, yeah, we should just be hearing some news. He's like, he the next news he will say is gonna be done. What 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 scared me though is that um Jamie Foxx is still a part mm-hmm. of it. But Jeremy Renner, they have to like finalize that because he's supposed to play the detective Stitch. So I don't know what's going on because I like Jeremy Renner. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder. I wouldn't mind him being the detective. Yeah, he's like from my, my understanding of the detective, just kind of like a little nerd thing. I remember watching the cartoon, one of the greatest cartoons to ever An HBO cartoon. Yeah, it freaking get canceled, uh, unfortunately. He was like Stitch. The director was a he was a super smart, but he was like a very skinny character. But again, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's animation, so it's like obviously can't make Jeremy Renner super skinny. Well, you can, but yeah. I'm like, I think I'm more interested to see who's going to play the clown. Oh yeah, we did John, talk about this. John Leguizamo's role from the original Spawn movie. I just. Jamie Foxx is a great pick for Spawn, but in order for the Spawn movie to do well, there's a lot of other characters that need to be involved, and I don't know. I'm happy that Todd is going to step back and be like a producer and consultant and all that. I think that was the correct move because he has not done something this big in maybe forever. So I just want a good story with this character and i think like the spawn cape thing right like spawn itself needs to be cgi'd like maybe the suit there's there's a way to do a practical effect suit where it's not bad it's like if i think of superman man of steel like it can be yeah like it's it it's possible but there's elements that are gonna have to be cg'd and like the cape but I don't know. I'm like this movie is like getting traction literally after 20 years, and it, I just feel like they keep hitting these little tiny. Well, boxes. in the grand scheme of 20 years, this is the the walls are pretty small. So it's not like we. we I, I'm happy that we're hearing stuff, but like we also need to remember that uh, there's no script now. Like, how long is this gonna be in pre-production? But you know what it is. Uh, with this news, I hope it does get traction. Uh, when he made the announcement, it was on radio. When I, I went to his page, because, um, okay, we, and we both know this. So he posted a day saying, I think it was like two days ago, he's like, hey, there's news tomorrow. But then he said, no, we're going to have to wait another day, 24 hours, because I think it's because mm-hmm. the news, I guess uh, the news was the articles from Hollywood Reporter. So I guess they weren't publishing it then. So I guess he would have just said the news and then it was like, nothing to back that news. I think it was a more, uh, and I think there was more uh, higher ups when it comes to Mm -hmm. delivering that news. And it's not a a Todd McFarlane decision, Todd Todd McFarlane decision, but um, we'll see. I I would give it by the end of the year, maybe January, January, 2023 to hear something. So I'm going to just sit on it and wait. I've been waiting since 2020 because I remember hype. 
That's the one movie I care about. I don't care about any future Marvel DC movies. That's the one. I obviously I do care about it, but this is the one where I'm like stoked for. Give me updates. <laughs> just give it to me. Spawn is always cool. Hopefully they do him justice. Good things are happening, like I said, with Todd stepping back and getting all this A-list talent. Hopefully that there's chemistry there because you could have a dream team, but then they don't work nice together. Yeah, but it's like the extraordinary. Was it uh, extraordinary men? Forget the name of that movie. Oh, League yeah, of like Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, like Sean Connery and all. Great cast. Not a good. That's movie. a fun movie. I don't care what anyone says. Watch it again. It was a fun I, movie. I remember enjoying it when I was a kid, but then like when you watch it older, it's like, yeah, you know, it's not a good movie, but it, it was. Yeah, fun. like you know, it's not good, but it's like it's a good time. Yeah, <laughs> um, like I'll watch that then. You know, Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. Moving on to our last piece of movie news here: Super Mario. Yes. You heard me correctly. Yes. If you haven't been following this, Nintendo and Illumination teamed up. What they announced it like two years ago? That Super Mario. Less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, within the last time. I would say, yeah. <laughs> Timeline. From from the beginning of time till now, they've announced that Super Mario will be coming to the silver screen yet again. Held by Illumination, like I said, they do uh, Despicable Me, they, The Grinch, the Dr. Seuss movies. They have finally put out a poster, and it looks great. I dig. We're just waiting I on dig. one thing. We're just waiting. Well, one thing specifically: um, so, the voice acting of the cast. So they announced the cast a while back. I'm going to say they announced the cast maybe like six, seven months ago. Yeah. Um, in a in a Nintendo Direct, and the cast is like wild. It is a crazy. Just some seven. highlights here. We have, and I remember them because it's so wild. Chris Pratt is <laughs> as Mario. Mario. Charlie Day as Luigi. Which Keegan, I see that working. I see that working. Keegan Michael Key as Toad, and. Uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Oh, no, Seth Donkey Rogen Kong. as Donkey Kong, oh, and then Jack Black as Bowser. I guess I could see the Jack Black. I can see it. I'm not. I'm not. I can see Seth Rogen and Jack Black. But, but Chris I'm, Pratt. All of the I can't see Chris Pratt. All of these voices. Unless, unless if they do a good job, because again, it's voice acting. Like you know who did a superb job of voice acting um, in recent memory. Uh, Bradley Cooper for uh, Rocket. Like for Rocket, yeah. I can't hear Bradley Cooper when I see Rocket on screen. No, it's it's Rocket, and he's Wait, now the voice yeah. of Rocket Raccoon. Like that's just a thing. Yeah, like I can't, um, I can't, I can't see him in my head. So like, if if by some miracle, by the video game gods, bless Chris Pratt with some different voice. I mean, I've been a Chris Pratt fan for quite some time. Yeah, and he hasn't. He hasn't steered in, us wrong in a minute. Yeah, he hasn't steered us wrong, but he also I hasn't had ever. a lot of voiceover stuff, you know, beyond nice, uh, his big Lego. stuff being the Lego movie, which he killed, but he really just uses his own voice, to be honest. It's just Andy Dwyer in Lego movie. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. And it's just, I, I just don't, I don't know. The good thing is Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario and Zelda, 
Um, he has been directly involved with the production. Great. So things are going through him, which is fantastic because so he's, he knows. He's the dad. He's literally the dad he's of Mario. Their voices. And he's not letting things progress without the input of Nintendo, which was how the original Mario movie got made. Nintendo had no involvement whatsoever, and the directors didn't even like the Mario games. But it is just, I just need to, I need to see a teaser. So we got a poster today. Uh, oh no, yesterday we got a poster. And it's Mario, it's a, it's a back shot of Mario. We have a main toad, it's a red cap toad. He looks like he has a backpack. And I would be thrilled if he becomes Captain Toad because he doesn't have the little headlamp on, mm. but he does have a backpack. So if he's Captain Toad, I'm pretty happy about it. Anyway, we see Toad and we see Mario kind of looking through this huge marketplace. And in the background, you see the entirety of the Mushroom Kingdom with Peach's Castle at the very top. And throughout the Mushroom Kingdom, you can see pockets of different areas where they're reminiscent of different levels of various Super Mario video games. Yeah. I absolutely love how it looks. I got heavy, heavy Detective Pikachu vibes. And yeah, I'm looking up the staring as you're saying these things. I'm like, and that is the best freaking thing to compare it to because that movie did a great job bringing that world to reality. And we called it a while back. And I think this was, I don't even think we recorded this, but I remember talking to you about it. We're going to get our Super Smash Bros. movies. I don't know, man. Like, I would love it. I truly would. But I just don't, I don't know if we're ready for something Let's like just that. say this. Never say never, because yeah, we're all alive. True. And yes, we're, we're alive. And it's not like, like, it exists. So. <laughs> it does exist. So. We will be getting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow that will only cover the Super Mario Brothers movies. Yes. So At typically 5 p.m. Pacific time. Specifically. So that would mean three hours later for the 3.05. No, 4.05 for Eastern Standard Time people. Yes. And then Mountain Time and Central Time figure it out. I don't care about yeah, you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so from that you know typically directs can be anywhere from you know, typically the many directs are about 20 to 30 minutes where full directs can be an hour plus this yep. looks like it's going to be a full direct i have no idea what they're going to be going through if this is going to be maybe like a mini doc of like production and stuff or is it could be just a mini thing of 10 minutes where they just give us some news and maybe a teaser trailer at the end. I'd be so pissed if they just showed the three, two, one point five minute trailer, and they're just like, "That's it." So you, you just made me wait a whole day to watch this and just leave. But then I'd be happy. We got some news. I just feel like I feel like we have to get a teaser trailer at the very end, and it has to give us something. I want to hear the voice. Like we have to, right? If if anything, maybe I can. All right, we're gonna enter the the chamber for a moment. We're going to open up on. It's gonna fade in, and we're gonna hear a voiceover. It's gonna be uh, Keegan Michael Q. No, Keegan Michael Key. 
Yeah, he and Michael Key as Toad giving a voiceover of the Mushroom Kingdom. We're going to see everything, and then you're going to find out at the end after it's done kind of like rising up and going through the different Mushroom Kingdom areas, it's going to zoom back, and it's going to be Toad leading Mario through the marketplace, like on the on the poster. And then he's going to say something, and he's going to he's going to talk about Peach's Castle. And then the very, very, very last second of this teaser trailer is Cameron's going to zoom in on Mario's face, and he's going to say, let's go. And it's going to be Chris Pat's voice. That's what I think is going to be. And I'm just imagining like all the game or channel, like streaming channels, like IGN, Game Trail, all these networks dissecting. If we get... I'm, I'm going to watch this tomorrow, and if we get a teaser trailer, we might have to put out a quick little spoiler cast review thing of it, depending on what we're going to see. Yeah. Because this has been something that's been led, leading up to it forever, and we we need to know how this is going to pan out. Because yeah. once they announced Chris Pratt, the internet blew up. Yeah. I and remember. they were like, what is happening with this voice cast? They've been radio silent. Keeping it under wraps very, very well. So I'm extremely excited about it. If you couldn't tell. So you are, you're I, just, really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to, I need to see this teaser trailer and hopefully yeah. it is a, it it's a winner, happen. you know? So that's happening tomorrow at 3.05 PM for the cool kids. 105, no, 4.05 PM for the cool kids. 105 for the dweebs. And then everyone else I don't care about, figure it out for yourselves. Yeah. It is happening. Back to I, I, I can't wait. And I feel like this well, was a great segue. I'm just going to pat myself on the back to go it. into some video game news. Yes. Because who's more synonymous with video games than the plumber himself, Mario? So one of our big topics today, we have two things for video games, and then we're going to wrap up today's episode. Overwatch 2 launched the other day literally like two days ago and unfortunately it has just been distraught with issues so bugs there's been like not bugs but there's been um it's been suffering attacks so on their their like server oh okay so, and it's been since launch, and it's been keeping players from actually being able to access the game and play it. So, it's just been. Dude, it's wild because it's just like, speaking of just the topic of hacking and attacking thing, that's been, well, as our, you know, since the beginning of time, and as we get more advanced. Um, attacks have been a little bit more frequent, uh, but it's like a spike ever since the world's been at war. And I say that semi-jokingly, but jokingly at the same time, because like we get a lot of scamming calls, a lot of like all these companies, like your bank. Even I got an email from like the the government with uh, specifically with student loans, like beware of scammers and all those things when it comes to giving out information. Like you got yeah. Overwatch being attacked by. Just people that just are bored. Like, I don't know why that's happening. Um, there's just been an uptick on these hacking and attacking. Yeah. And it's, it's been real upsetting, you know, because this is just, 
you know, Overwatch 2 has, has launched, um, I think it was October 3rd? Yeah, yeah. October 3rd it launched. PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Switch. It's free to play. Like they, you know, it's the long awaited sequel to the original Overwatch that took the world by storm. And they're just being plagued by these attacks. And then on top of that, they're having problems with um, prepaid phones. Mm-hmm. So certain phones that are prepaid aren't allowed to access like the mobile versions oh, wow. of it. And, you know, in my head, at least, when I think about mobile phones, I'm thinking like the burner phones from back in the day. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the the prepaid phones. But prepaid phones, like you get a prepaid phone that's an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Or a Galaxy. You know what I mean? It's just the prepaid minutes and stuff and whatever SIM cards minutes? that they're using. <laughs> yeah. It's whatever SIM cards that they're using within the phones. And yeah. due to whatever techno wizardry on the back end, it is, it's keeping players out of the game. Okay, so, yeah. You know, this is a very big stumble in the beginning, especially for something like Overwatch and Blizzard, where I feel like they're usually on top of their stuff and they don't have this many hurdles, especially at launch. There's some where they'll they'll delay stuff indefinitely to make sure things are worked out. But, you know, with these attacks to their servers and then also these phone problems, like it's been kind of like a one two punch to them and all I'm seeing is negative press about the game and nothing nothing positive talking about like what's actually going on in game. Yeah, hopefully hopefully that, that changes pretty soon because then if, if yeah. we keep getting this negative move, it's just gonna you're gonna lose players and that can just be yeah. it, it can get into a downfall. Yeah. And then moving on, but sticking with Activision here, well Activision Blizzard, Microsoft has Acquired Activision Blizzard. It was a sixty-eight point seven billion dollar deal. Oh, other chump um, change, chump change. So yeah, some more chump change to throw around because if forty-four wasn't enough for you, sixty-eight point <laughs> seven definitely isn't. <Woo>! So <laughs> Xbox acquired it, and and uh, he he, Mister Xbox, Mister <laughs> Xbox, which is Microsoft, has acquired it, and they've been getting some backlash. So. Apparently, like, there's a lot of people kind of throwing around the M word here with monopolizing, and they're kind of, and Sony has actually gone out and spoken about it. Yeah. Talking about how this is literally pulling games away from a huge amount of gamers. Because yeah. now, for all these games, the whole deal with Microsoft buying Activision is that you will have to convert to Microsoft platforms in order yeah. to enjoy some of your favorite games, like Call of Duty. Call of Duty being one of the biggest ones, and yeah, which I don't like, care about, but yes, that's a fact. But I don't like but it's a big like it's a big deal. So you have Call of Duty, Overwatch, which we just talked about, Diablo, and Starcraft, Pony Hawk Pro Skater, Spyro the Dragon, uh, Skylanders, which I didn't yeah. even know is still going on, but that's a thing. Yeah. Hearthstone, which is a really big Blizzard game, and Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, which I guess is just That's in purgatory. Yeah, right. Um, Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> Candy Crush, and one of the things on here, one of the top <laughs> games that they have is Geometry Wars. Oh, but I that's haven't heard about Geometry cool. Wars in like a decade, but it is so a thing long, that they have. That's still, that game will teach you math like it's nothing. 
But um, no, dude. So I'm going to say two things. First of all, look, and I'll say this again. I said it before. 360 won the, the console world at the time. But I've always, I've always been, not, I don't want to say a hater, but I've, been, I've always been upset when Microsoft always loses their first IP because they were focused on gaming. I'm like, yes, you did yeah. that during the 360 days, but it's like you can't keep doing that because then you got other companies that are winning because of their IP. Now, I remember, and this was during their, whatever, the Xbox Series X, they, they were saying, yeah, we're not going to really focus on that. But I'm on first IP. But then you go and buy Activision slash Blizzard, and it's like, what do you plan on doing? Are you going to do first IP, or are you gonna are you gonna hold those uh, those uh, games that you just listed to yourself and not let anyone else play? And to me, Crash Bandicoot is a Sony game. But then it's not like now that you have this, it's like, oh, is it going to show up on 360? Are you going to be able to get the uh, you know all of the other games? What are some of them? Spyro, like you just. And they're talking, like, these games have changed hands, right? Because it was originally yeah. first-party Sony, like Spyro and Crash. Yeah. But now they're, they've become third-parties through, through Activision, and now they're, they're acquired. Yeah. So Xbox has spoken about delisting certain games and bringing them over just to the Microsoft side. But um, it, Xbox is kind of defending themselves and saying that I'm going to just read from this IGN yeah, article yeah. exactly verbatim what Xbox is saying. Yeah, saying. So they're stating that they're going to have a number of benefits. So according to Xbox, it will lead to more games on more devices, more choice when it comes to purchasing games, and more variety for mobile gamers. Mobile gaming has been exploding in the past five years. You know, it, it started out with these free-to-play 99-cents games. And now it's just becoming a very viable option for streaming games. PS5 has been exploding with, uh, with their, the, uh, their cloud-based. Yeah, but what is it called? Uh, Remote play. And yes. then Xbox has had it, has been working on it for a number, a number of years, getting it really pristine with streaming in browser and on mobile. So on the development side, Xbox said the deal will make it easier for studios to get their games in front of players, leading to fair marketplace rules and provide greater flexibility in payment systems, while the industry overall will benefit from increased competition. So I feel like it's not increased competition. I feel like they're really just bringing everything over here and being like, hey, yeah. come here. Yeah, that's what it feels like because it's like, come on, okay, we all know PS5 is doing better than them, but when we're talking about the consoles, it's they're doing better, but because PS5s are not that accessible yet, which is still wild because it's been wild. two years. Two years. There's just a lot more Xbox, and mind you, this is all. Uh, here's a disclaimer. This is hearsay and opinion, but it you can kind of see it. A lot of people are not really buying, and no one's boasting about having a three, uh, 360 on Xbox uh, Series X, unless there are people that just have both, which used to be me, but I don't have yeah, a now, now we can't. We can't, can't be have, dropping $500 on <laughs> at yeah, a whim, we, you know? We have, uh, we have uh, other human beings that we're attached to that we love, and uh, we can't just go throwing money around. I mean, while they're saying this is increased competition, I think it's just to benefit themselves. Yeah. And I kind of agree with the whole monopolization of it all. Like, it's, yeah. it's just another taking way to away back. a lot of... It's taking away a, a big chunk of games from a, a certain number of players. But 
I remember, yeah, I it doesn't like I miss the days of the console wars where it was, you know, it was it was genuine. It's like we we talk we talk poop with each other, like, hey, Xbox is better than PS5 yeah. or back even back in the day. It was like Sony uh, Dreamcast versus like it was yeah, like and it was not about taking out SNES. Basically, yeah. you're just cutting people's Achilles heel and saying, yeah, I'm gonna take your stuff. Now what? Yeah, it's it's literally going from like where console exclusive things used to be a thing, right? Like you get a yeah. character skin and it's like, oh, it's better here because of this. Now we're talking about like full on game franchises that have been um, historically third party and available yeah. to all types of gamers yeah. will be only in one place. And that makes it really hard to kind of get on board. Like, because, okay. you know, for more casual gamers, like mobile gaming, yes, like that's been a big deal there. Switch has been a big deal for casual gamers. And while, yeah, maybe you can do mobile, like you can't do Switch anymore with, with some of these franchises. So it's, I don't know, it's hard. There's a lot of politics involved, but I don't know. This, this is definitely something to watch. And for you gamers out there to please, please voice your opinion on this, because this is something where it's like, do you agree? Truly, honestly, I, I want to know. Like yeah. the Jays want to know. So hit us up in comments in the chat if you're watching on twitch.tv slash the average days. Let us know if you agree with this. Like this is something that's it's impactful. Yeah. But it's important to talk about it. But with that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this session here. Remember to like, follow, subscribe, do all the things, click all the buttons, ring all the bells, the average Jays or the average Jays podcast on Instagram, Twitter, we're just the average Jays. We also have a TikTok where we post funny little bits of banter and flubs, which is great. And um, we're just going to keep... You know what, guys? Uh, another mission for you. As always, let's let's make this grand fleet bigger. Make it bigger. We're, we're, we're trying to reach as many people as possible. Let's Let's try and get some, some motion on behind the, the whole One Piece scavenger hunt, behind the content that we're making, Jay's comic books, whatever we do in the future. Mission for everyone here, either live on Twitch or listening to the podcast on another day. Share it with at least one person. You know? Share at least one person. We trust you with it. We do. do. It. We trust you with, with our content, with our baby that we have produced. Yeah, just say hey have you heard of these guys that's yeah. like the minimum you can do yeah. whether it's you know posting online or just you know and linking to us directly or just word of mouth word of mouth does a really big like word of mouth is a big deal because it does yes. a lot yeah but thank you guys as always i'm jay justin ruiz and i'm jay Darmer francois and for those watching live on twitch give us a couple minutes and we will be back to record the Andor Order Cast special. Yeah. Hang on tight, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>